the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. I am Seth. As we enter into Hour 3, it's a delight to do so with Brandon Weikert. Brandon J. Weikert is, among other things, the author of Winning Space, How America Remains a Superpower, The Shadow War, Iran's Quest for Supremacy, and Biohacked, China's Race to Control Life. He's also a senior uh, editor, senior editor at 1945.com, which is a fantastic website where he uh, produces Digitally produces a lot of content. My gosh, it seems like you're writing for them almost every day. Is that possible? I am. Yeah. I am. Four articles a day, every day, except uh, one day a week I get off. It's just an incredible amount of output you put there. Again, 1945.com. 1945.com is the website. You, um, you have so much there. I want to get to some of the columns, but before we do, Brandon, uh, I was just kind of talking earlier a little bit about uh, the Air National Guardsman. I'll butcher his name, Jack yeah. Tuxiera, or Tuxiera. I'm not sure how to say it exactly. I think it's Tuxiera. Yeah. For for the purposes of uh, our audience, they'll they'll know what we're talking about or who we're talking about. I'm curious about your thoughts on some of this. Um, one, 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 one small thing that you may agree on or disagree on, and maybe it's not a small thing, but you know, when when you look at the trajectory of classified intel leaks, there's a lot to say. Um, I am still animated by the leaks from 2005 on our anti-terrorism treasury program the swift program and oh yeah the black yeah. sites uh program yeah. so to speak and other things like that where the where the media was just celebrating and honoring itself for publicizing these these leaks that uh, blew good and solid programs and any effort to try and find out who did it or even to hold the reporters accountable uh was 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 refused and denounced um because they were doing heroes work um you fast forward to a Democratic president, and the attitude is we can't get them fast enough. That That's one level of analysis. Yeah. Uh, we can do that. If you agree or disagree, I'd be interested to know. And then the other other interesting angle here, kind of cultural, um, this, this Jack Tixiera, you know, he didn't exactly take this stuff to the New York Times or Washington Post. It was more a kind of a a bragging uh, amongst his gamer friends, uh, kind of like, look what I can do and look what I can show you and look what I have. Really not so much even if you were on his side of exposing this stuff or thinking it was a righteous thing. It was more of a more of a almost narcissistic kind of thing. Anyway, a couple thoughts I'll throw your way for your 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 agreement or disagreement or expansion. Yeah, well, no, I think you're 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 heading in the right direction on all of that. I think the first thing to understand is that it's okay and heroic when Democrats do it, 
uh, or when it's done to hurt a Republican administration, as it was done to hurt the Bush administration, the original, like, totally Hitler uh, Republican group, you know, that they hated. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, now Bush and Cheney and all of them, it's bizarre. 20 years later, they're, like, revered by the left now. It's incredible, actually, to see. Um, because there's a new like totally Hitler named Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> right. there, there's, you know, there's that. And then there's also the fact that um, I, I mentioned this to you last week on the radio. It's important to note that this is the worst security leak in recent history, mm-hmm. not since Ed Snowden. Right. And I think it's important to note that the Ed Snowden leaks happened also under the same group. Right. That's running this current administration, right. literally almost to a T, the people running the current administration today are the same who were running the Obama national security team. And Biden, of course, was part of that as the vice president then. And so I think that's just wild that no one's really pointing this out, that this is this is numbered. This is the sequel to Ed Snowden. Right. And it happened again under the same group of people. Mm-hmm. Had this happened under Trump, this would have been wall to wall coverage about how irresponsible and dangerous Trump is and how he's probably working for the Russians. It's probably part of his plan as a Russian stooge or whatever. Um, Another thing is you have, um, what's his name, Uh, um, um, Vindman. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Arthur Vindman, right. Yeah, yeah, Vindman, the former U.S. Army lieutenant colonel who was on the National Security Council, one of the highest levels of clearance he had in the whole government, Mm -hmm. and he's leaking like a sieve to the press to try to make Trump look bad in 2019, which, of course, was the basis of the the, uh, the, the impeachment, the first impeachment. Right, right. And remember, Vindman was venerated. That's right. He was, remember, Liz Cheney, and I yep. just wrote about yep. this today at 1945, which should be up by now. It is. Liz yep. Cheney was, you know, was celebrating and how right. she was saying, how dare any Republican question the patriotism of Lieutenant Colonel Vindman right. for, for doing exactly that which this young airman had done. Uh, leaking supposedly classified and supposedly leaking classified information to the public um, about Russia and Ukraine. Yet again, this is like the problem from hell. It never goes away. Right. The stupid Ukraine thing. Right. Um, this is, you know, but so. so yeah, it's, it's a, that's another point. You know, why are we talking about a country? No one. We have talked more about Ukraine in the last six years than we have in the 50 years before that, practically. Oh, it's there's horrific. something going and, on with. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll come a, back to that. Too. Yeah. I mean, look, it's yeah. Say yes. Operation. It's called money laundering. OK. Fair yeah, enough. I mean, that's what it is. Okay. I mean, look, you had Burisma. You had Burisma, the, the board of the Burisma, that 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 natural gas Ukrainian company that Hunter Biden was on. That board is a who's who's of the CIA. Right. Jay Coper Black was the head of the board. I remember he him. He was yep. CIA's counterterrorism right. center director from right. 9-11 until the Iraq war. That's right. I mean, he was a Mitt Romney counterterrorism advisor in 2012. This guy is connected. It's not just him. There's multiple people. Yep. That thing was the CIA front. Um, and so, anyway, I digress. But um, the, the point is with uh, this, this young man, the airman, another question that's come up and I think needs to be answered is, A, how is it that a an enlisted national Air National Guardsman in Massachusetts has access to all right. of this NATO right. information? Right. How is that possible? Right. And if it is possible, and I'm not saying it isn't, if it is possible, then what the heck is the national security state doing mm-hmm. that they're allowing these low-level people who should have really nothing to do with NATO or Europe or Ukraine have access to all of this stuff and then easily walk out of the office with it and upload it 
to a Discord server. Right. Uh, like, like what, what is going on? Called Thug that? Shaker Central or something like That's that. Fair. Right. I mean, yeah. This is like yeah. out of a bad comedy. It's a this bad like comedy, a right. Right. And then another question is, and I'm sorry to say this, and, you know, two years ago I would have never uttered these words because I wouldn't have thought it was possible. But, you know, we do have to entertain the idea after everything we found out about January 6th, after everything we found out about how the intelligence community and the national security state has weaponized information against Republicans in order to dis- dis- destroy them and disparage them because they don't like their politics and what they're going to try to do if they stay in power, we have to now also entertain the idea that just possibly this kid is being framed. That just possibly this kid actually didn't do what he's saying. We said he did. And I'm not saying that's the probability here. But I'm saying that it's a possibility, and that just like a lot of those people who were arrested on January 6th, the charges against this young man are trumped up because it's anything to A, because remember, they're saying that he's a white supremacist MAGA supporter. <laughs> so that's what they're going with him now. This is really? I, said about those, I, really? Okay. Yes. Okay. They're saying that he's pro-Russian, that he's MAGA, that his Twitter, or excuse me, his Discord uh, presence was all predicated on Trump and Trumpism and MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. Of course, this young man is a Hispanic American, but he apparently is a white supremacist. Uh, and so that's what they're officially saying. That's what the Washington Post was reporting a couple days ago, is that he was a white supremacist. And so he's spreading Russian disinformation because he's a white supremacist. Oh, MAGA gosh, they got to get their story right. I read a profile. My God. They, so I read a profile that, that his family was dedicated to. They really need to get their story well, right. This is, but this is what I'm getting at. Yeah. This is why I'm starting to think this is a cover story for something else. And the real, the real thrust here is the fact that I have been one of the few people in respectable media who's been reporting that the Ukraine war is not going as they're saying it's going, that we're going to get our butts handed to us very soon because this thing is out of hand and we don't have any off-ramp because we keep closing those off-ramps. Biden does. Because he wants us to go to nuclear war, I think, for whatever reason. God knows. Um, and I've been the only person saying this. And what do these classified documents prove? They prove that actually Brandon Weikert was correct this entire time, and the thing is falling apart quickly. And so they have to come up with the narrative, the intelligence community does, to cover their own butt, to play CYA. Because let's face it, if the American people find out that we blew this thing, that we spent all this money, wasted all these resources, and possibly now are, are marching headlong into World War III, they're going to demand accountability. And they can't have that in the intelligence community. So they're going to pin it all on this kid. Whatever he did or did not do, he's now the boogeyman. He is now the brother Emmanuel who has to have two minutes of hate every huh. day directed against him. Huh. Hold that thought. Let me. There's a lot. Yeah. There's. Look at the layers here. Uh, Brandon Weikert is our guest. He is a senior editor at 1945.com, author of several books. W e i c h e r t is how he spells his name. In case you want to check him out, and I urge you to, you'll be smarter for it. He and I will be right back. Brandon J. Weikert is our guest. Brandon Weikert is, among other things, a senior editor at 1945.com, 1945.com. Uh, he, um, he he writes so frequently that he writes faster than you can read, um, but a lot, a lot there. We're talking a little bit about the um, the arrest of uh, Jack uh, Tuxiera, the uh, airman who, um, who leaked these uh, classified intelligence documents. Brandon, I wonder, and this might get us into some choppy waters too, but let me add another layer to this uh, if I can. Um, I wonder if if some of 
our colleagues, or maybe I should say, you know, my 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 co-conservatives have have gone down an odd road uh, when it comes to classified intelligence leak leakage leaking of a classified intelligence um, and the objections to oh there being legal sanction against it um, when it's when it's intelligence they they kind of are glad is out there uh, there are certain defenses of Texera as I guess there were of Ed Snowden too in a way and I'm not there. Um, for one thing, let me just make one last point. Um, whether they want to use a whistleblower process or not, this ain't it. But if they view themselves as acting in the name of a higher duty than the law that they are uh, obliged to obey, if then 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 it's civil disobedience, and civil disobedience, as instructed to us from all the way back to Henry David Thoreau through Gandhi, Martin Luther King, is taking the medicine. It's knowing you're going to do something wrong and willing to put yourself through the legal sanction because you believe what you did is so important. It's not hiding, concealing, finding safe haven in another country and thumbing your nose continually with impunity. Uh, Anyway, just just thoughts I've had on this issue, too. Well, no, I... I, I think in general, I would agree with you. It's just my problem is the last eight years, you know, when since Trump was elected, it's very obvious that the intelligence community has been weaponized yes, against I, conservatives. Great. And right. so for me, whereas when Snowden happened, for me, it was decisive. Of course, this guy's bad. Right. I think he was actually part of a larger Russian uh, penetration of our intel community. Well, the act- after actions look like it could be, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes, and that he was a cutout and yeah. that this other group is still burrowed very deep at Fort Meade and other places right. hiding under the radar. Uh, and, and maybe Jack Texara is part of that. I mean, this thing was systemic by the time. Remember, there was a mole hunt going on at NSA headquarters in 2010 related mm-hmm. to Snowden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, though. But but ten years ago I would have been a hundred percent with you. But but the problem is, is the way the double standard exists yes, now, yes. and the way that the intel community with FISA and all these other things and the FBI have been clearly weaponized to to be deployed only against conservatives that the Democrats and well as well as their partners or maybe even their controllers in the intelligence community uh, have a problem with. And so. Um, you know, I, I don't agree with what this kid did. If, in fact, he did it, we don't actually know for certain that he did it. And I'm not defending it. It was him, an awfully saying, quick arrest, wasn't it? It was. A, this is why. This is why. Before the break, I was saying, you know, this, I don't. We, we still don't know who did the Supreme Court. A much, you know, we don't. That's right. We don't. That's we don't know right. a lot of leaks. That, exactly. We don't know exactly. a lot of so the leaks saying, from the Trump administration, which was right. four so years ago. Saying, right. Right. So I'm not saying that, you know, hey, it's definitely not him. Right. I don't, you know, Tucker said that. I don't know if Tucker's right, but I'm not willing to come out and say it is definitely him because this thing happened so quickly. And honestly, like, I don't know how this guy with that rank and that unit has access to that system. Right. Now, there was an Air Force guy who tweeted at me when I was saying this, and he said that, hey, that unit has access to all kinds of information through EADS, which is the Eastern Air Defense yep. Sector. Mm-hmm. So maybe, and we all know that once you have a clearance, it's very easy to kind of move around and move up and gain access to things. So I'm not, that's why I'm saying 100% not, I'm not 100% saying that it's not him. But it's just really quick the way this happened, and it's very convenient, right? The narrative is very convenient, which is that he was a MAGA supporter, he was a white supremacist, 
That's why he was on Discord, which is generally you know overpopulated with far right types, and he was trying to impress his friends by leaking uh, sensitive information that really does a lot of damage to the Russo-Ukraine war, to our input in that war, which of course Republicans are generally uncomfortable or opposed to. And so it's all a very convenient narrative, and what it's doing is that it's masking the fact that we're losing in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And that we've been losing in Ukraine. Right. And that we're not going to win. Right. And so this, to me, is narrative building, and this is shaping operations being conducted against the domestic population. And so, in principle, I agree with you. I don't like leaks. I, I'm not supporting what this kid did. And I do think if he's guilty, that whether or not it, it supports our side, I think he should be prosecuted the way Daniel Ellsberg was. Yeah. Because he broke the law. Yeah. But having said that, I do, I do have some very deep concerns. Oh, I think there's a lot of concern and questions. Know. And I also think it's also very loosey-goosey over at our intelligence community uh, when it comes to some of this stuff. Some of it, yeah. I think, is political, but I think some of it is also um, incompetent. Uh, there, is a, there is another spoke to this hub, and that is – and we didn't talk about it with regard to Donna Priest and James uh, – Eric Lickbow yeah. and James Rising in 0506, and we're not talking about it now, and we didn't talk about it with Snowden, but I think – Because they're that, part of the untouchable. Well, that's right, but there's a huge – there's a huge problem with our allies not trusting us. Yeah. Well, in We fact, can't protect them. Well, furthermore, then they're finding out through these leaks, and they found it out in Snowden's leaks, too – that we've been, you know, using this massive surveillance Correct. capability to, to listen in on them. This Correct. is what prompted France and Germany right. to partner in 2016 That's with right. China right. in helping them test out their new quantum Internet, which if they can scale it up, which it looks like they're doing, it will replace the Internet that we created with a Chinese-dominated quantum Internet that's based on quantum that's based on quantum entanglement, which basically means that it's very hard to hack, much harder than anything we've got on silicon-based technology. And oh, by the way, the reason that Russia, I'm sorry, the reason that France and uh, Germany were helping the Chinese out four or five years ago is explicitly because they want to create a harder-to-crack Internet that the American NSA can't spy on them through. Mm -hmm. So that is a direct ramification of our willy-nilly Oh, complete obsession with spying on our allies. I get that we need to do it, sure. but we should be a lot more careful, and we probably shouldn't be committing these things to paper because they're going to yeah. inevitably be. Yeah, there's an old mafia code of omerta, something about, uh, <laughs> right? You, you, just, you know, how, how does it go? Something like, uh, uh, never, ne- never write what can be spoken. Never speak right. what can be signaled. You know, <laughs> right? right? Never well, signal what, this? what, what can be. At yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we are calling it national security, and uh, for a reason. But you know, <laughs> I was asked today. Maybe we can come back on this. I have to take a break. I was asked today yeah. about you know, you look at some of these alliances of former allies engaging with some of our competitors and even our enemies in ways that are kind of shocking and what the cause of all that is. And, you know, I I immediately start with American leadership and, and our thwarting yeah. around. But, you know, this is part of it, too. This this could be part of it, too. I, yeah. It's um, what happens here has a lot of ramifications. And whether it's done by one person or five, they can change the world. They can have a big enough crank to move the earth as who was it? Our committees said, I think. Yeah, I think it was our. Archimedes. All right, Brandon Weikert and I will be right back. Brandon Weikert is our guest. He is a uh, senior editor at 1940 
Five.com. Brandon, I, uh, I'll let you have any last words you want on La Faire Texiera, uh, if you want. Uh, otherwise, I'd love to go to some of your other columns that you've written this week. No, the only thing I would say is that we don't know enough, I think, to be commenting decisively. Um, we, many people in the media are, and I think that we do need to start being a little bit more respectful of everyone's civil liberties, which is that you're, you're innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. And I understand he's going to be probably court-martialed, which is a little bit different. It's yep. a different system. But at the end of the day, due process really needs to get its day. Mm-hmm. And we've really been running roughshod over everybody's due process pretty much since the last 30 years. And I just think that we should, we should for everybody, uh, whether they're guilty or not, they should get that due process. Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course, absolutely. No one says otherwise. Uh, no one should well, be right, arguing right. otherwise. But no one should be exonerating him as a hero either. I just don't think. Right, and I and I'm not. And no, you're not. Well, no, that's, you're that's not. Sort of the, you're not. No, I didn't yeah. mean to imply that. I, I didn't mean to imply that. If you took, it but out I mean, of wouldn't it be a thing if he's getting framed? If this is just they're using him as a scapegoat? Well, it does seem I, odd to me that the highest yeah. level, these high levels of intelligence that were released, it just seems like it would be. It has to have the involvement of someone. Uh, more than just what the I think the equivalent of a corporal, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. He's an he's a, an E three yeah. uh, cyber transport specialist yeah. in an Air National Guard unit. I mean, yeah. this is not a kid who's like the next you know great general. With all due respect, no, I mean, no, you know, no. This is low level stuff. Yeah, we'll I, we'll I find out imagine. something weird here about yeah. him. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's yeah, more sure. here, and I'm well, sure it's and I'm sure it's maybe weird. Going to disappear. Yeah, maybe well, it's disappear. yeah. A lot does. <laughs> A lot does. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do we want to talk? You wrote so many interesting columns this week. <laughs> Let, let's let's start with um, let's start with uh, a, uh, J- Joe Biden and the potential of him being reelected. Um, yeah. That was kind of interesting. I have some strong views on this. Joe Biden's presidency is a disaster, but he can still win. There is this niggling issue, it seems, in the political yep. consultancy class called abortion policy. Do you want to lay it out for us? Yeah, so basically, um, Donald Trump, you know, I was an early, I say this all the time because I have to preface this because I get a lot of hate mail. I was a very early supporter. You know, I do too, and it doesn't matter. (laughs) You can say it, it won't matter. They won't hear it. Go ahead. So so (laughs) I I was on board the Trump train before anybody was, and I lost basically my career in large part because of it. And I don't care. That's fine. It is what it is. Um, But, but, The problem is, since 2016, Donald Trump has, whether by hook or by crook, has lost every single election that he has either been directly involved in or indirectly involved Mm -hmm. in 2018, 2020, 2022. Don't forget the Senate elections of 2021 in Georgia. That's right. That's exactly right. There's four. What is the key linkage there? Women voters, specifically unmarried, which is now becoming a very large number, Unmarried young women voters, college educated, usually living in or near cities. Okay, so what that is telling us is the big issue that's galvanizing it. It's a one-two issue. The first issue was the Me Too movement. That sort of fizzled out. But the other galvanizing issue is abortion. Yeah. And I hate abortion, and I don't support abortion, and I don't think the Republicans should have support abortion ever. But when Republicans make abortion the front and center of their campaign, as they have done in every campaign since 2018, they lose categorically. And Donald Trump needs to start putting pressure, if he is really going to be the nominee, 
He needs to start putting pressure on these Republicans to say, hey, we're not abandoning the anti-abortion stance, but we're going to modulate it to be more appealing to as many women as possible, which is this. We're not going to say we're for abortion, but we're not going to say we support an outright ban. Because if we say that, and that's very often what the Republicans do and say in the lead up to elections, then we start losing. And so uh, it's that one issue that's going to kill the Republicans in 2024. And that's that one issue that's going to make women say, you know what, I'm going to go with Biden because at least I know where he stands on this one issue. The country could literally be burning planes falling out of the skies, EMPs detonating all around us, nuclear Armageddon consuming us, and that chunk of women voters are going to vote for Biden and probably swing the election for him because they want abortion, they want full-throated abortion, no questions asked. Let me uh, let me try a, a nuance on that with you when we come back. This is a big issue. I, we I end up having to spend a lot of time talking and thinking about it because of these these very real concerns. Let let me let me throw something at you and, and for you to chew on when we come right back from break on this. I'm Seth Liebson. He is Brandon J. Weikert. He is a senior editor at 1945.com, author of several books: Winning Space, How America Remains a Superpower. Biohacked, China's Race to Control Life, and The Shadow War, Iran's Quest for Supremacy. He and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Brandon Weikert is our guest and uh, talking about a column of his at 1945.com. Uh, on uh, on Joe Biden's uh, potential reelection based on the uh, abortion issue and uh, Republicans, let, let me let me uh, float a few concepts out here, Brandon, for you to chew on because the one thing you and I would definitely agree on is we don't have the language right. Whatever we decide to do here as Republicans, um, it seems to me that when you look at polling and abortion, you have a general agreement that 60 plus percent of the country sometimes hitting 70 agrees 72%. yeah will want first term abortions legal yeah okay since roe versus wade until last year we haven't really been able to do much about curtailing abortion except at the margins because of right. roe versus wade the law that overturned Roe versus Wade in Mississippi, Mississippi, Dobbs v. Mississippi, was a 15-week ban. Arizona, it turns out, has a similar 15-week ban. And they haven't even been really been allowed to be put in place because of the litigation that ensued post-Dobbs, Mississippi. 15 weeks gets you not just the first trimester, it gets you three weeks into the second trimester. Yeah. Why couldn't Republicans say... The vast majority agree with what these 15-week laws are doing. And if we want to move ultimately to a culture that that supports and protects life, innocent human life, unborn life, you have to change the culture. But you also change the culture by changing the law little by little. Yeah. Let's stay on. Let's give this a moment to breathe. Let the states experiment, of course. But the states have to understand, too, that their responsibility is towards 
what national leaders are going to have to defend and support or de- or or denounce so that when states do something like we just got we were just kind of getting used to 15 weeks as maybe the possible new de facto abortion law in pro-life states i mean california and new york will never have anything like that and that that's what yeah. roe does and then all of a sudden our heads are jerked to Florida where we get this six-week thing seemingly yeah. out of nowhere. It wasn't out of nowhere. These heartbeat bills so, have been around, and the legislature yeah. floated it on upwards to Ron DeSantis. But yeah. but maybe these legislatures need to take a beat with the 15 weeks and let us all get used to something yeah. that we haven't been used to in 50 years. Yeah. Um, frankly, I, I think that the Republicans, for the next, there should be like a moratorium on them talking about it because <laughs> there's there's no... There, you, you, what you're saying is right, and what you, you know, you and I, I can talk long term till I'm blue in the face, and that's why I love policy, and that's why I left campaigns and went into policy. But the bottom line is, we're talking campaigns, and the Democrats have us by the short hair um, because everything is short term. And the Democrats, all they have to do, we can sit there and make all these arguments about why it is we're really doing this and what it is about, and then all a Democrat has to go is go to these women groups and say, hey, look. Um, you're gonna you're, the Republicans are gonna take away your your abortion rights. Now it's a complete fabrication. It's complete warping of the truth. But the women who are hearing that are single. They're unmarried. They are living in cities or living just outside of cities, metropolitan areas. They are highly educated, so they're very liberal. Uh, they're inclined to liberalism, even if they don't vote Democrat all the time. So you're talking about a segment of the population that is very vulnerable to Democrat propaganda. And the Democrats know that, and they, they don't need to get into the nuance of the argument. All they have to do is create a slogan, and the slogan's going to stick. And so the Republicans need to avoid talking about this issue, I think. Once they're in power, then they start executing. I mean, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm almost thinking well, I should, we should be recommending to possible Republican candidates, just lie. Just <laughs> lie. Because, because honestly— um, the Democrats have warped the national discourse so much. They're not interested in a debate of ideas. They don't want an o- honest and open discussion. They have warped it so badly and played up people's emotions so much, and they've propagandized them through the media they control that they will never let us have that debate that we should be having where we come to a reasonable agreement. So what I think Republicans should do on Social Security, what I think they should do on taxes, what I think they should do on abortion, is just lie and say, yeah, we're not going we're, we're to we're touch those things. What are you talking about? This is crazy Democrat stuff. We're going to protect them. And then once they're in power, they then execute the policy that you and I know they need to execute. And they're insulated at least for two to four years before having to worry about re-election. And then when they run for re-election, they can just say, hey, look, it was, you know, it was something that called, it wasn't my fault. I promised I was going to do it and I fought, whatever. Or they can blame the Democrats. Like the, 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 the Democrats always blame us for all their failures. Uh, but the, the problem is doing it the way we've done it, diminishing returns. That's what we're dealing with because we've been doing it this way, hoping for an honest debate, and the left do not want to debate us. They want to destroy us. And if the four years of Trump didn't prove that, I don't know what will. And so abortion is especially toxic for us. It's not that I think we should be allowing abortion. I think we should have a 100% ban on abortion. But what I want and what the country wants are two different things on this issue. And the Republicans need to either modulate their talk or, better yet, just not talk about it until after they get reelected. We really are on the horns of a dilemma because we can't do anything about it unless we win. And then your right. your argument is that this is an issue that keeps us from winning. I, I would argue that it's not true everywhere. 
Maybe and, not. And, it, and it's not true in every state. But I want to throw one more layer on top of this, Brandon, and for serious consideration. Well, and it's this, and there's no way of knowing, but I think it's worth chewing on. If Donald Trump were himself and in the public policy sense pro-choice, if he weren't pro-life, if he were pro-choice, do you think he would get substantial numbers of these women that are highly educated and liberal anyway? Because my sense is he would not. Uh, well, not him, but I do think a down ballot. Okay, down ballot. I think I think a different Republican might be able to appeal to them. Okay, uh, but no, you're right, and I'm, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Democrat only women. I'm talking about women who on abortion are well, liberal. you're on you, you you do you do have an analysis here that needs to be reckoned with because you know I get the question all the time in Republican rooms so yeah. you're as I gather you do as well when you speak I so, do as well yeah 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 so it's not as if you know. we can ignore this no we can't because we're gonna lose in 2024 again I mean that, that here's what's gonna happen if it's Donald Trump first of all You've got all the, the claims of misogyny and right. all that. And then you've got people believing he's erratic because he acts erratic. And then you've got, you know, the, the abortion thing, which is just going to pile on and that's going to congeal. And you've got the idea, and I'm not saying he is, but you've got this notion among a sizable chunk of people that, well, he's just a racist. And so all of those factors are going to work against Trump. Now, DeSantis as a Republican is going to have some of that as well. Probably not to the extreme extent, except on abortion now with the six-week ban, but probably not to the extreme extent that Trump does, because Trump is such a lightning rod. Mm -hmm. He militates as much as he galvanizes yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, this is going to be the problem for Trump. And the crazy thing about Trump is actually he's really not that conservative on abortion, at least in his personal life. And, uh, you know, that doesn't translate because he's such a, you know, a, a, you know, a fire breather. Uh, in public, and now he's so closely associated with the far right. And so I don't know with, with if Trump's the nominee how we square that circle. And that's going to be the thing that kills us, because women, educated women, are killing the Republican Party. They are killing us, and they're not going to stop. Brandon Weikert, you always give us a lot to think about. God bless you, sir, and Godspeed. Until next week. Thank you. With all the vagaries, doubts, and concerns about the economy based on the stock market volatility and what the Fed is up to, why refi offers you an investment in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that is not correlated to the Fed or the stock market. It's an investment where you can turn your monthly income on or off. You can compound it, whatever you like, with no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. There are no fees in this secure collateralized portfolio that delivers an up to 10.25% rate of return. Why Refi is local. I encourage you to stop by their offices on Scottsdale Road and the 101. I can tell you that you will not get a sales pitch and no one's going to ask you to sign anything. When you meet with the team at Y Refi, you'll see why I trust them so much. Again, Y Refi is a due diligence approved firm and it'll allow you to earn up to a 10.25% rate of return, fixed 10.25% rate of return. Just check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, then refy.com or give them a call at 888-YREFI34. That's 888-YREFI34. It's, I know, for some reason, just not a comfortable topic 
this issue that Brandon and I were tossing back and forth, this issue of abortion. It's a very serious topic, which is why so much of the pro-life movement has been so strong on it, and evidently uh, why so much of the anti-life or pro-choice movement has been so strong on it. I happen to think they're the extremists. When you have Democrats running for office who can't give you one limit they would support at any week or any month in the pres- in the in the pregnancy including towards the end of the third trimester they will not commit to any limit whatsoever they're the extremists they're the extremists not we who try to protect innocent and unborn what side do you want to be on can't we get candidates that can make that point and can't we break through the my the the fog of this argument Ronald Reagan was able to break through the fog on this argument. He gave speech after speech and wrote a book as president defending the pro-life position. At the last March for Life, he spoke at when he was president. He said, and I'm quoting, America was founded on a moral proposition that human life, all human life, is sacred. And this proposition is the bedrock of our national life, the foundation of our laws. It's the wellspring of our Constitution. Courts may ignore it, and they have. They cannot, and I should add, have not denied it. When reverence for life can have no boundaries, when we begin to take some life casually, we threaten all life. God knows we knew this under COVID, didn't we? Seems we should be able to do it with the most innocent of all, and without compunction. Or reservation. I'm Seth Leapson. Thank you for spending some of your afternoon with us. Until tomorrow, God bless you all. Class is dismissed. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.